0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the brand new first episode of The Red Show. Myself and Reese, we're starting this new one. Everybody else seems to have their own little show about just their team. So we thought we'd add United having their own show to the mix. And so I've got Reese and I who are going to be co-hosting this every week. We're going to hope to have guests on along the way. Of course, please go and hit the subscribe button if you're new. We're trying to hit 1,000 subscribers by New Year's Day we're almost to 900 so please go and hit subscribe if you're new also please hit the like button if you're enjoying it and go check out our website we have some brand new merch that's just come out in the last couple weeks please go check that out see if you might snag yourself something we've got a lot of really good new merch that's just come out uh but yeah reese how you doing man
1: yeah yeah i'm good thanks um thanks for having me on the show and uh Obviously, I'll be part co-hosting, so it's a pleasure. Um, it's good to start off with a little bit of a bang, and I think it's going to be a good show. But yeah, I'm do- I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm I think this work. is a good this is a good duo. You and I have always been very similar with our. It it we're, we're you and I are an interesting duo because we're both very similar on a lot of the things we say about United, but we do have our we are not exactly similar. We do have our points about United that we definitely have refused to agree on. On many <laughs> different so while there will be a lot of agreeing and a lot of you know talking about and favorably about united there will be parts that i know along the way you and i will definitely not agree that's very mean? true
1: that's very true I, one totally name I, have that.
0: to, I have to bring up is daniel james and that can already show <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every, to be fair the people that know me know me well i don't have a an absolute hate against the guy. I don't hate him. I just don't particularly rate him as a Manchester United player, but I don't rate him. But I've always said about any player, if they can prove me right in terms of, sorry, take that back. If they can prove me wrong, (laughs) that they can do better, I'll be happy. If they prove me right by actually not being a Man United player, then for me, that kind of sucks because I want any player that plays for us to do well. If he proves me wrong, that he can cut it here and he can be a proper staple on the squad um, and he can prove on his weaknesses, then great bit. In all respect, though, when I've watched him, he's never really done enough for me to say, I'd rather have Anthony Alanga over a more Marcus Rashford. I'd, yeah. I'd rather have... I don't see Dan James a my United player, and that's just respect. Yeah.
0: And I and I, I kind of think the same way along the lines with Anthony Martial and Fred. I would love if they proved me wrong. I want Martial to go back to two seasons ago and bang in 20 goals. I want Fred to be that dominant midfielder that we've bought him for 15 years. But as of right now... I see both of them needing to be sold, especially if that funds a defensive midfielder. You know, pick up 25 million for Fred, and about 40 million for Martial because he is still rather young and I think with the right team he could bang in a lot of goals. Good but if we can sell both of them and pick up a midfielder, I'd much rather have that than to watch Martial be lazy and not re- and look like he's going out for a Sunday scroll and Fred passing the ball to the other team and scoring own goals by being out of position.
1: Yeah. My only concern is though is um, with the Fred out of position, the defence didn't shut down Che Adams either. They were just letting him skoke in. At least he actually made an attempt. I know it wasn't great, like he should be doing a little bit better. I mean, everybody knows I like Fred, um, but I'm still gonna constructively criticize if it if it matters. in that sense, it does. That pass as well wasn't great either. That way, he sent it sideways and sent it out the pitch. A lot of people are gonna give Fred stick, and to be fair, it's common with football, it happens, so it's a no-brainer. Um Martial, with all due respect, um, I, I just cannot say if he's lazy. I'm just not sure what it is. It's hard to say because we know the talent. We know he has yes, got he talent. Exactly. We know we know he's got talent. It's just where, where is that player? And um, does he have a mental issue when it comes to competition for his position? Does he just not want to play for Man United anymore? Is he up for the challenge? I don't know. All I can say is, I'm not sure if it's lazy. I just don't think he is a minority player anymore. If, and if he if he ends up having a fantastic season, then great. But I don't want the whole personal clicks and fans around him to go, oh, he's had one great Now he's had that great season. He's back. One season's not enough to say he's it's back. It's been one season out of
0: five for him. We've yeah, given him five years. He's had, We've one had two good seasons, seasons, though. We've had two good seasons. His very first season under Van Gaal, he was fantastic as was well. Fantastic. But as soon as Van Gaal left, he was terrible. And then he was shocking for Mourinho's reign. And then he's had one good year. Funny enough, under Ole was pretty much his best year after Van Gaal left. And now he's gone back. And it makes me mad mostly because we're giving him preferable treatment over players who deserve it more. I look to the game this last week against Southampton, putting Martial on the, I'm not Martial, putting Martial up front when we put Greenwood on the right, when last week against Leeds, we have Greenwood down the middle and he has a fantastic game. And Mm -hmm. of course, the one time Greenwood goes down the middle, he gets a goal. The one goal we scored against Southampton was Greenwood literally on this penalty spot coming down Mm -hmm. the middle. So it frustrates me mostly when these players who don't fit this squad and should not be playing are being accommodated for over people who have proved themselves. It's like the same thing, like you said, with Daniel James. Why are we putting him on the right over Anthony Alonga. Why are we you know, switching around people and putting him in a preferable spot when he's not performing when he plays? If he performed like he did for Wales, I'd say yes, put him on the right. But until that point, we have to have the best prospects in their best spots. We cannot put people out of position because we want to give preferable treatment unless it's someone who deserves it, like Bruno or Pogba. They're being put Pogba's been put out of position, but he's gotten five assists in two games. Exactly. He's excelled, and it's it's great
1: to see Matt. Um you made an excellent point when you mentioned like Dan James, like having to play on the right because Pogba's on Pogba's on the left. And we know Pog we know that Pogba is a, a central midfield player, and we know Dan James a left winger. We we do know Dan James. There's certain teams where he's absolutely fantastic against, but that's like what four or five games in the whole season and with all due respect you want it from you want it for at least 15 20 games it's it's not great to have one player that's a specialist for one game and then you have to wait until they come in before he turns up
0: and if he doesn't turn up then it's like well i have just wasted my time I yeah think he's and a player i think he's a cut player for us and early with him looking like he's not going to go i think a lone move would have been brilliant for him Send yeah. him off the weeds for a year. Send him to Leicester on loan for a year. Maybe involve sending him on loan to Leicester and a deal for Ndidi. Even though I don't want Ndidi at the club at all, but I actually I would have loved to have them give us Yuri Tielmans, which I I talked to Chris about. I'm like, hey, after that uh that West Ham game, you wanna you wanna give us Yuri? He's <laughs> fantastic, and he's like, you can have what you want. And I'm like. Don't tempt me there, because I'll take half your squad for this team. <laughs> no, you made a fair
1: point. Um, my only thing is, so like, we do know what Dan James is capable of. Uh, it's just these, it's just these end product that just needs a bit of work on. If you can work on that, then you'll be a better player than what he is. It's just a matter of timing. But four or five, maybe six games at a season in the league where he's only good for isn't enough. But then again, the one thing I will give him credit for is his work rate. He will at least put a shift in. And I commend that on any player. I don't care who you are, whether I rate you or don't rate you. If you've put in a work ethic, then great. I will I will commend that. I just don't I just don't particularly rate him. But yeah. he has a work ethic and I, I will respect that. But we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, we'll I said
0: can... I think he's got the one of the worst three finishing products out of all of our forwards at United. I think he's it's him, Martial, and maybe, I don't know who else I'd put in our attacking group that would be in the bottom three of them, but he's top three in the team with work rate. His pressing is top three. I think it's him. I think it's Bruno. because Bruno's fantastic at keeping on people's butts. And I think it's Cavani. Because Cavani will run. We've seen it when people got on Pogba for being lazy. I remember last season, because there was a clip of Cavani running right by him full sprint all the way down to the opposite opposite end line, and Pogba had a big lead on him and just kind of jogged. So I think you look at those three are the three top. The thing with Bruno and Cavani, though, is they're also top three in finishing product, and that's why they're so good. They're top three in their work rate, but they're also top three in their finishing, and that's where Dan James, like you said, is very much lacking.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that game was the, I think it was the Villarreal game where you saw Cavani leaped. To be fair, though, I think I'm looking at that game, and I'm like, I'm not bothered if Cavani's Running back compared to Pogba, because at least if Pogba's further forward. If you get the ball to him, oh he's, got, he's going to make an impact. So I'm not particularly bothered if if Pogba's jogging in that situation. Yeah, because you know what he's capable of. But then again, like it, it's it's players uh, they'll, they'll be asked to certain roles, and but that that's just the nature of the game. But in all respect to Marshall, Marshall's a great finisher as well. It's just he's, we just don't see the best of him right now. But hopefully we see it. But like I said a couple of minutes ago, it's. One season isn't enough to say to to the whole Martial FC, which seems to be a thing. There's an FC for every player. One season isn't enough to say that he's back. He has to keep performing. And if he does that, great. Just like any player, if they can do that, then fantastic. But like I said, it's not agenda. It's it's just it's just you want to see them at your club excel and if they don't excel then you can't keep you don't pushing. want them at
0: the club it's, it's like I am with McTominay like you said with Fred where you like him but you're not open to criticism you're not against criticism. I love McTominay I've said multiple times he's my second favorite player at the club mm-hmm. by far but only behind Luke Shaw which That's right. this has been great for me because no one can ever hate on Luke Shaw because he's been one of the the best in the league if not one of the best three in the world at that left back spot this last year and a half so That's been great for me. But McCominey, I love him. But he's not open. It's not like he's not open to criticism. I just hate when it's the over-criticism where it's like, oh, he's absolutely – he's not shite. He's not great. No, No, he's not. He's not shite. But he's not – I'm not saying he's like some great player who's a first-team player, but he's a good squad player to have. You want those kind of players coming off the bench where he can ping a ball from outside the box because he used to be a striker in the academy. He – He's got one of the best five work rates in the entire team. I think he's just constantly going. His passing is not a snuff. I think his but passing it's getting there. You can see but it. It's it's in there. Now. And it's he's good. working for it. He mm-hmm. wants to get better. But his love of the badge... I know there's this whole... And if Sean was on here, he'd absolutely slander the crap out of me for this. But the hmm. passion is something that is so hated on nowadays. But when you really think about it, it's something very much... You need players that are there for the badge. We saw it with with one thing that I'd like to point out is, you know, Gerald Piquet. There was quotes quotes brought up about him with this whole Ronaldo to City debacle of him saying, I would never go to City because I love Manchester United and Manchester United I would never betray. And you need those kind of players at your club where they're there not as much for the money. Like money's great, but they're there because they're like, I get to play for this team. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't believe Lukaku whenever he says, "Oh, I love this team. I'm so glad to be here," because he said that with West Brom, he said that with United, he said that with Inter, he said that now with Chelsea. So I can never really believe him when he says that it's a dream come true or I love this club because he seems to be that one dude in the FIFA and st- FIFA 21 in the stands who's got a different jersey on every single match depending on who you play as in career mode.
1: So it's a possibility, it's a possibility. Who knows? I think. Yeah. I think when he gets to that club, he loves to get so emotionally involved. I think that's why he says he loves this club. And I think I think, I think, think he's so emotionally involved that he does, in fact, love it. But he will say it wherever he goes because I think he's genuinely proud to play football. It doesn't matter who he's playing for. I think but he loves to play football. But it's I think
0: you know, it's a difference for me between I love to play football between this is a dream come true. Because he said it's a dream come true about United. He said it's a dream come true to go to Inter. And he said, and I get that it might be a dream for him to go to each club, but kind of being very repetitive takes the wind out of the sails, especially for for fans of a club he used to be at. Because then it sounds like what he said when he came to United about it being a dream was just bull. And it makes Inter fans probably say, well, that was crap. If you said that to us, you said that to United as well, and now you said that to Chelsea. I think you know you gotta switch up what you say if you're going from club to club like that. You because it just kind of out.
1: That's a fair comment. I, I agree. That's a fair comment. That's a fair comment. Yeah, but McDonald, you need guys who will play for that badge. Yeah. Yeah, it's you good to have that. Bad bad. We, can it, we can see it in some players. We can see it to be fair. We can see it in Dan James. Yeah. He clearly he clearly does
0: play he with heart on he his loves sleeve. It here.
1: He clearly plays with his heart on his sleeve and he, he clearly plays for the club in the same way. And I respect that. I just don't think he's good enough for us. But yeah. Then again, though, like you mentioned, squad player, and if he's perfectly happy being a squad player but he wants to try and improve, then I've got yes, no issue. I've got no. i got no issue with that. I have no issue with that. It's because
0: the people like Eric Bai. It's the people like Eric Bai who are not a first team player, and are not at that ability, but believe they should. They are rightfully owed a first team spot last year.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No one, in my opinion, is rightfully the first team spot. I don't care who you are, whether you're Pogba, Bruno, um, even David de Gea on goal, you prove um, Maguire, Maguire, as well. I don't care if you play all those games, all that. No one's entitled to first team spot. You've got to earn it. Like, and and, and they do. That's why, in the, that's why they're in the team sheet.
0: Yeah, Baye never earned it because he could never could stay healthy. But then you know his contract thing is coming into dispute, and his family's talking all this crap and saying that he deserves first team minutes. And it's like, well, how about? Instead of, you know, talking all this crap, how about you try not to get into a car accident and get hurt right after you've come back from another injury?
1: Yeah. It seems it's like it's good he in he's he he a decent defender. It's just, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to call upon someone who's not reliable yeah. enough because his injury, can, his injury record awful. isn't that good. Exactly. It's not that good. And it's hard to call upon someone like that. So yeah. Like I, well, would what love, can you I say? think
0: he's one of my favorite players when it comes to his personality because his crap, his, his shite house of doing step overs in the box in his own box and all that sort. of... I think it's hilarious and I think he's a good defender. But dude, stay healthy. I would love again, like you said, prove me wrong. It's like with Axel going on loan now to Villa. Stay healthy all year, be a really good defender for them and help them climb and be in the in the top of the like the top eight. Mm-hmm. And I would gladly welcome you back next year and go, "Yes, he deserves game time. He deserves minutes." Not first team, but he deserves minutes. That's fair. But I look you're not, at, um, if you're not doing anything and you're not staying healthy. True. I think I think when I look at it, that's why I always
1: say I want it, I want Lindelof in the team more than Eric Baye because at least Lindelof is he's called upon, exactly. And if Lindelof had the physicality and the pace of Eric Bae, we would never have needed to go and get another centre back. Cause he would Lindelof would have it all cause Lindelof he would be exactly can, who Lindelof he Exactly, because Lindelof can pass the ball. It's just yeah. his physicality, but he's very good at press resisting.
0: He, he oh, yeah. is very good at that. He so. rarely is a guy that makes that mistake. As much as I do not – I'm not a big fan of Lindelof. I will say it. I've said it before. I think he's not nearly as good in the air as he needs to be as a center back. He's not quick enough as he needs to be, especially along someone like McGuire. Yeah. And I think just one-on-one, he is one of our worst defenders when it comes to taking somebody on one-on-one. Sure. But his passing is elite, and he stays healthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what you if he mean. had that physical factor, he would be even better than what he is. Yeah,
1: even like even myself, like he's a big fan of Lindelof, be yeah. the exact same. If he had that physicalities game, he'd be fantastic. But he doesn't have it. But he has different attributes that are useful to the team, and that's why he's always called upon. It's because yeah. he'd be know in certain stages, he's reliable, and he's going to become a squad player. We know that because there's going to be yeah. Rafael Varane. Do I have a problem with that? No, because at least I know he's going to be
0: available all season we have a reliable backup, if we have an injury, there's someone behind now. I also like hearing that there's no more – I don't know if you've seen the news. There's no more youth outgoing going to be happening this year, at least in this window. They've officially announced that anybody who's here right now in the youth will not be going on loan. So that means Ted and Mengi and Alonga and Ahmad Diallo are all going to be staying with the club for the – I think it's brilliant. I think Ted and Mengi proved himself at his little time that he did have at Derby – I think he proved himself to be a very apt defender in the championship for a team that's yep. not mm-hmm. very good and looking to be going down this next year with Rooney. As much as Rooney's trying his heart out, and I commend Rooney for doing everything he can to try and keep this Derby team up, he was, Mengi was a very solid center back. I think yeah, he, he was. He's got, I think with the outgoing of Axel and with Bailly kind of being an uncertainty at this point, I think we'll see Mengi get a lot of cup games and a lot of, Norwich and you know, Newcastle games where he we may see him play like Axel did, and I think he's deserved it way more than Bailly has because mm-hmm. he stayed healthy, and when he was healthy, he was great, and then he just got hit with an unfortunate injury. True,
1: I, I agree, it'll be interesting to see what, what goes from there. Mengi, I think, could be an excellent addition to the defensive midfield slot. Um, center back slot, sorry, defensive field. I'm just I've just got Garner in my head because also I want to see him make it, can't wait to um, see him
0: make his debut,
1: but um, I agree with. I agree with the Mengi comments. Um, Eric Bailly, if he is able to stay fit, then realistically, I look at cup games and other games as well. We could have a partnership of Buy and Lindelof, Bailly and, and Mengi, Lindelof and Mengi. Um, there's so many good options there where we have the depth where yeah. we can say we don't need to play Maguire and Varane in these games. We can actually afford to just be like, you know what, you're not in the squad today, end of deal with it. And I think that's great. And it'll just be a matter of, having faith in those players and we'll see where it goes from there because at the end of the day faith is important it's just as much as working hard you got to have a little bit of faith in yourself and your ability and fans need to fans need to have a little bit of faith in some players as well like obviously injury prone players they're going to sadly they are going to be two or three games in they're going to play 90 minutes and the next thing you know boom sadly there is an injury because we see it all the time but you, you know regardless those two or three games they're going to they're going to make it. They're going to uh, be good. Yeah, exactly. So it gives us something. It's just a matter of where we go from here. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that if everybody recovers from this injury, he actually stays fit. I hope the same for any other player that's got injury, uh, injury concerns. They come back and they just shrug them off because it looks like Shaw's shrugged his off. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, I Shaw, so I can't I'm excited to see Tellers and Shaw back again because both of them being injured has been, I think, definitely something that's hurt. And it's one reason I say... I really hope Ole does well and becomes our manager of the future for years to come. It's because I think he's now built a squad that he can do a lot with and probably get some trophies with, but more than that, it's his ability. Like you said, you want, you don't want someone bashing you. I think that's one thing that Josie Mourinho does. That is a reason he's gone from team to team to team is he bashes people in public. And I think that's one thing that Ole does not do that can be such a huge thing is, Talk them up and, like, to the media, talk up everybody. Do not say a bad word about anybody. But he is not afraid. We've heard it before from many players. He's hairdryer treatment. He's given the hairdryer to tons of players in his tenure. But that's private. He doesn't speak about him doing that. He doesn't speak about what he says to them in public. But he's not afraid to get on them in private. When you go public with stuff like that, we saw what it did to, to Shaw with Mourinho. Yeah. It ruined him for a couple years when we brought Shaw in as a you know reigning PFA player of the season at Southampton. And it ruined him as a player for two years while under Mourinho. And now he's back with Ole, and he's one of the best in the world at his spot now. So I think it's great having a, a manager who will talk his team up entirely in public, but then is not afraid to bash in private. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I think we, we have and we need we've needed. Because That's what yeah. Sir Alex was. He Sir Alex wasn't very vocal in the media about being against anybody. He wouldn't diss a lot of his own players in the media. But the hairdryer treatment was coined because of Sir Alex. He wasn't afraid to call them out, but he always said if it was one time, and then after that it was forgotten. Yeah. He didn't he didn't keep on them about the same thing, unless it was a repeated mistake. If you make if someone made a mistake in a game, yeah, he'd get on you about it, but then he's like, All right, it's done.
1: Yeah, one time and it's over with, but
0: there's no reason to go on about it. Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree. And that's for me a lot of players like I get with Juan Vasaga. His bad his back post positioning is dreadful. But I've heard shouts for people saying we need to buy a right back to start over him. And for me, I just don't get why I get there's back post problems, but when it comes down to it, you see a guy who last year put Mbappe and Di Maria in his pocket against PSG. Mm-hmm. Sterling stays in his pocket every time we play City. I have not seen one winger really do well against him. So I don't get the shouts for, please bring in a right back to take him out of the lineup. And he's healthy. He played pretty much every game for us last year. Yeah, he did. I mean, I don't know. And he's the one thing everybody hated on him the most about his offensive production. I think he massively improved on last year. I mean, two goals and a bevy of crosses that were so much better than he was. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get the unnecessary. Our fan base is so known for unnecessary hatred. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nothing we can do. Like honestly, there's nothing you can do about it. You can defend a player as much as you want. You're, there's still going to be hate. There's still going to be comments. But he has improved on aspects of his game. He just has. He just has to work on that positional awareness, and that's not that, that can be done. He's only twenty three, so it's not a problem. So it's not a problem. Yeah, he's a thirty year old who's
0: the back end of his career. You know. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So it's not a big deal. He's got we've got Dallow there behind him. We've got like so the, that that is a bit of competition there because Dallo's attack minded. Yeah. But him defensively he isn't particularly great but he at least has some form of competition to keep Wamba on his toes so we'll see where it goes from there um, I can only wait I can only wait and see I can't really say much until as the season progresses if, if the same mistakes constantly repeat themselves in games then the manager will have to look at it and think how do we fix this problem because if it does become a major problem then they may look they could easily put in Ethan Laird eventually <laughs> Because obviously not right now, but they could if they want to uh like, later. Could be time. Last
0: year. Or they could recall Laird and be like, all right. Do a shift.
1: They could they could do. Wambis, like Wambasaka still needs that season. He still needs it because he's he's shown his reliability to this team and he's shown what he can bring. It doesn't have to be a tap minded if Luke Shaw's going to be that player. We just need to wait and see. So it's still a long season ahead. We've only played two, we've only played two games, so it's not too big a deal. It's not too big yeah, a deal. I'm
0: I'm not too into everybody right now. Yeah, but exactly. Moving on from the team, because as much as I love talking about the team, we have you know this whole entire series as we go on and on and on to talk about this, about the team and our opinions. We will talk, though, about what just happened today, and that's, of course, we got our Champions League group. And for people that did not watch, uh, that are United fans and did not watch the draw, we drew Villarreal, Atalanta and young boys from Spain, Italy, and Switzerland, respectively. I think that's a winnable group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a group we. I think that's a group we top. I think there's troubles. I think Villarreal is not going to roll over for us. I think Atalanta may be the one game we draw, but I don't think this is a game we should. This isn't a group that we shouldn't be at the top of at the end of the at the end of the games.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. There's like we we could win this group, and the only thing is Atlanta scored. Uh, Atlanta scored ninety eight goals in Serie A last year. They're going to be an attacking threat, but they can be they can be got at. They they can be got at no problem. V be a stern defensive test. Young boys. To be fair, I haven't watched them since we played them a couple of years ago. So two years really, in Europa, yeah. Exactly. Like I barely watched them, so. We should just steamroll them, but Villarreal and Atlanta—they'll be interesting ties. I think we could certainly do well there. I do expect us to win the group. I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta are going to finish second.
0: I do too. I, I think, think that is. The, I think they're that team. And I was asked my opinion by a group chat that I'm in about what I think of the team in concerns of the group, and I said they are a really good team, but I think we'll be all right. And I mean, I'm looking at BSC Young Boys, the guy who, you remember the Southampton game, the 9 0 game, the guy who got sent off for the, the dreadful tackle on McCominay in the first like five minutes? Yeah. He's now on loan, apparently, I think, over there.
1: Oh, so he'll give us a, a man advantage then.
0: But besides that, I'm seeing like Fashnat, who I know a, a, a little bit of, Suleimani, I know, who's over yeah. there. But besides that, you know, I look at this team. I don't see much. I see Yannick Toure, who used to play for Newcastle, and he was dreadful. I mean, if you're not good enough to play at Newcastle, you're surely not good enough to be playing against any Premier League opposition. Think- so, yeah, I see I see it being kind of, you know, and they, they show it, it's set up as Villarreal, Manchester United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. I think it's going to be United, Atalanta, Villarreal, Young Boys. I don't think Young Boys gets a point.
1: I think if they'll be lucky if they get a draw somewhere in the group, I just don't know where they're gonna get it. I think they will get at least a point. But as long should, as it's not right against us. Yeah. We should risk it. We should risk it win this group though.
0: But I don't, to shout it'll to interesting,
1: yeah, it'll be an interesting group though. We cannot just go in and say we're gonna win every game comfortably because no. it's European football. We all know it has upscale moments where it can just hit you by surprise. So it's better to just wait and see. But I don't particularly care. I'm looking forward to it. I just can't wait. The Champions League starts uh, September 14th. Just hurry up and give us three weeks already. Just let it happen.
0: I think it's, what, Wednesday nights, I think, or Champions League nights? Uh, We play on the Wednesday, I think, yes. Yeah, and for me, I'm happy because, well, it actually kind of sucks for me because I wish it was starting one week later because one week later, our first game would actually be on my birthday, on my 22nd birthday. Because oh, my birthday's on a Wednesday this year, and it's the 22nd, so it's the week right after. So I'm like, just, just missed me. I was so excited this year. I was like, I might have a Champions League game on my birthday this year. They started a week too, <laughs> too early and kind of screwed me.
1: To be fair, though, depend on the ties, you could have a game on your birthday, though, because they won't play every game on that week, though. So
0: I'm really, really fingers crossed hoping they do. I'm going to look it up and see if I can actually. But the bonus, though, is if we are playing our first game on the Wednesday
1: night, we don't get an early kickoff on the Saturday because they've banned half twelve kickoffs.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a brilliant idea. I think one thing the Premier League has done two things that I'm really happy with, and that's banning the the half you know half a the twelve noon kickoffs because for me that means I don't have to wake up at four a.m. anymore to watch a freaking game, and that's been absolutely dreadful. And two, them not calling the soft fouls. I've been super happy to see, you know, the foul on Bruno was a foul on him. It was a foul. I mean. You go through the back of a player it should be a foul. But you know, it happens. And it's just like it used to be 10 15 years ago. Hard fouls happen. Sometimes yeah, they be called. But I'd rather see you know, some fouls that were fouls definitely last year now being allowed than seeing the pansy stuff that we had last year where every soft little flop was called a, was called a foul and called a penalty. I think it's going to make the game the glory days for me were back in 2000 to 2005 where it was tough soccer with bevies of teams with amazing squads i mean you look back at that milan squad from from the mid 2000s you look back at you know the bayern squad from the mid 2000s the united squad the arsenal squad you know the world was chock full of just amazing squads and you could go out a player you can go out yeah. and play. You could, you could have a, a little bit of a nasty tackle. and It wasn't a, as big of a deal. And I yeah, It was it. proper good
1: football. It was proper good football, and it was that men playing against Chelsea, and the technical aspect, it was
0: absolutely fantastic. You had to it be was- technically sound because you could not just get away with getting touched and going down. And you, I don't think that should be something that I'm happy because that's, I think, something that's being taken away now this year is, you know, we'll see it with Salah. We'll see it with Grealish. We'll see it with, I think, Bruno as well a little bit. Where players will go down, and last year it was a foul. This year, get the hell up and keep going. And that's going to yeah. make teams Teams and players have to adjust their game and get better massively because you cannot rely on dropping
1: massively. We'll a totally lot of yellows.
0: The yellows for simulations are going to be big this year.
1: Hope so. I hope so because it'll teach them. It'll teach them.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, you know. Letting it go and just not calling it a foul isn't punishing anybody, and it's not setting the right example because you're just kind of going. I'm just not going to call anything. I think you start calling simulation fouls, and you start giving out cards for flopping to the ground. And you're going to see players stop. Real if, cool.
1: delib- if it's a deliberate, if it's a deliberate dive, don't even give them a yellow card. Just send them off.
0: Yeah, I, and even if it's and people say, "Oh, but you'll whine if it's a United player." No. I'm not that biased to wherever United play, If I see Bruno go down like that, I'm going to be just as pissed if it was freaking Grealish for City.
1: I hate diving full stop. I hate it.
0: Yeah. I think it's a disgraceful action to do in, in general. Yeah. I just don't like it. So if it means one of my players gets a yellow or gets sent off because they're deciding to be cheap little pricks, they deserved it. I'm not going yeah. to be pissed at them for getting themselves sent off by doing something stupid, not at the Indeed. ref for sending them off. I agree. I, yeah, I completely agree. This, this is going to be – I think I – th- you and I were talking about group of death. My group of death – I know you said your group of death is kind of looking to be that group C where it's going to be a little bit difficult. My group of death is either group A or group B. I think those are just – I mean, City, Paris, Leipzig, Bruges, and Atletico, Liverpool, Porto, Milan. That's tough. Milan is a very good team. Of course, your second team, AC Milan. After well, second probably third after Rangers, if I really think about it. <laughs> but they're a good team. And even you aren't sure they're gonna make it out this group.
1: I think they'll be fighting out for second. Um not top but I think they'll be if they get some if they get a string of good runs, if they win like their two or three games on the bounce, or at least if they pick up like two wins and a draw. By the third game, like by the fourth game, sorry, like for the when the group, like when the group goes into the second set, the, the second phase of the group, um, then they, they stand a good chance, but they have to get the results against Liverpool and Atletico. But they need to, have, is, if they can get a good win in, in Portugal or even against Porto in Italy, they stand a good chance. They just yeah. need to avoid not losing silly points. But it's an interesting group, it's an interesting yeah. group, and the Man City group's just pretty much us from last year except it's not Istanbul it's Club Bruges, but it's it's a tough test for Man City and they all we always talk about it, like Man City always get the easy groups so like and so they always progress now they've got a hard group Let's got a right. of the hard,
0: they've got the top two hardest group in the in the draw this year and I look you know, yeah I look at the schedule and yeah they do they do skip over my birthday they have week match week one on the 14th and 15th and the match week two is the 28th and 29th they just <laughs> skip me over which, you know, I'll 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 be fine. I am not gonna cry about it like I'm you know yeah. I'm not they've gonna cry a like I'm like Neymar on a sister's birthday or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: they've got they've got a lot they've got a big test with some of the teams in there. Different styles of football. Um, there's not an easy win for Man City. But Club Bruges probably, but Leipzig and yeah. Leipzig and PSG aren't easy wins, they're gonna be tough tests. But if they win that group, then My hat's off to them. Then fair, then fair enough. They win their group. Then fair enough. But if they come second, if they come second, then people will be thinking, okay, where did they go wrong? And I'm thinking the only way they've come second is if they lose one game to PSG.
0: But see, they have, see. have to sleep. every. I think they have to. They cannot drop. I think they'll beat both games for Club Bruges. I think Club Bruges will get walked. Yeah, I feel bad for them. It's kind of like when that one team—I forget who—the the two owners who were representing them smiled when they got the group of death, and were kind of just like, "We're going to get so much money and lose every single game." And I think that's how it'll be for Club Brugge. But City, I think where they'll go wrong, they cannot drop any points to Leipzig. Yeah, because a loss to Leipzig could mean them going third.
1: Mm-hmm. You true. never
0: know. Leipzig's a very good team. They could even take points off PSG, honestly. Well, they could. City Easily drops, could. If City drops a full game, a full three points to Leipzig, that might not even – it might be the difference between them being first in the group and out and off to Europa. It's a possibility.
1: It is a possibility. We'll see what happens when their group – when their group games start, we'll, we'll see. But for us, I'm just happy with our group. I think we've got such yeah. a balanced group that it's a winnable group we have to get over because we can't go into the Europa League again. Like I, I really do not want to see my in the, in the Europa League. But I'm hoping if we get if we get through, we just take it by storm and we see where we go because we we could progress, but um, to the very far stages, it's just we've got to pace ourselves and not rush it. But we've got a good squad, so I'm looking for our group. I think the toughest test we have is probably Villarreal's defensive defensive abilities, but Atalanta from a scoring sense, they will they they will attack us heavy because that's what they do. But because they attack so much, they're similar to Leeds. They'll leave some space. We'll be able to get at that no problem. So I'm I'm looking forward to the test we have.
0: I think Villarreal look- at home is my my game I'm most scared of because our away form we're one game now away from setting the the record for most away. Games going undefeated in the Premier League. We're 27. I think 28 will be this weekend against Wolves, actually. But um, our home form has been atrocious. I think it's going to be better now that we've got fans back. But against a low-block defensive team like Villarreal at home where we're not sometimes as good, probably where I'm most we.
1: We'll, I think that game's a good measure of where we are in terms of breaking certain teams down. I think that's a good measure. We'll find out what happens um, when we play them. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm until I see how we play against them in the pretty much the first game since the final. We'll see what happens. But for now, I'm just a sense of we are the favourites to win the group. Let's show let's show this group why we're the favourites, and let's show the rest of the teams in this league with all respect. You should put a bit of respect on our name and fear us because we're still Man United. We just see what happens, but. I just like the fact that we've strengthened in certain places. We're still lacking a midfielder. But Ruben Neves absolutely- apparently
0: apparently being agreed by Man United and Wolves. Apparently there's an agreed fee rumored for about forty two million right now. If there's something then we'll see, but I've got no
1: idea. I haven't seen any agreements yeah. yet.
0: I've heard but I've heard a couple we'll things see. about an agreed the personal fees the personal terms have been agreed and that it's being rumored they're negotiating for around forty two million right now. If he comes in if we can get Nevis, I think before the end of the transfer window, I think this is a very, very dangerous side that people are going to underestimate and be that are going to, you know, take people by surprise. Yeah. But, you know, and of course, like I said, and you know, we'll now move into with me speaking of our away record on the line this week, and we'll speak on the Wolves game to wrap it up. What do you think going into this this game? What do you think the lineup's gonna be like? What do you think the score is gonna be like? How do you think it'll go?
1: They've always been a bit of a nightmare test for us since they came back to the league under Nuno. Um, obviously, that's no longer the case. So now under Bruno Lage, it's an interesting tie. It's Wolves different. There are different Wolves to what we're used to as well. So I'm not entirely sure in terms of we haven't played this team under under Bruno's under Bruno's regime. It's going to be difficult, but. I still like the fact that this is the game where we potentially could see Varana and Sancho start together. Yeah. We could, or at least one of them could start. I would like it to be both, see where we go. But the fact is, even if we do get them in, that means we're going to be so much better pressing from the back and from the front. We're going to have a much more dominant side. I think we could take the gate with Wolves and just overload them with the press. I, I like our chances. In terms of what I think of the. Terms of what I think about Bruno's team coming against us, uh, he is going to look to get his team built in a compact shape, uh, be as narrow as they can when right when they need to be. When the attackers on the counter attack, they will look to expand highly and quickly as possible. And if they do, that means we'll be able to just shut them off, pick them apart one by one, and I'd be okay with that. In terms of the lineup, um, same old, same old. David here in goal. I'm going to go wan and Luke Shaw fullbacks. I'm going to give Varane Ver- the nod, even though I think Lindelof could start. I'm going to just go with... A sim- like, I'd like to see him start. So, Varan and Maguire at centre-back. Midfield, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Matic and Van de Beek. I think, I think Matic and Van de Beek is going to be the midfield there. In um, the front four, simple. Um, I'm going to go with Sancho and... I'm going to go with Sancho and Pogba as the white players, Bruno Fernandez, and then number ten. And I'm going to go with Greenwood to play up front. I think Cavani will come off the bench.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I see very mine's very similar. I do think De Gea, back in back in net. Of course, it's great to see Henderson back training again, having him recover from COVID. You know, having anybody recover from COVID is a beautiful thing. I'm still waiting right now. My like I said on my Twitter, my grandmother has a contracted COVID, and so we're kind of waiting for her to. Her to kick it and beat it. So, uh, But, you know, anybody beating COVID is a great thing, so it's great to have him back. Uh, I think, honestly, a lot of people were mad at having Cavani be not back in training until this last week. I think it's a beautiful move by Ole, a guy who was very unsure if he wanted to stay, was very homesick, giving him time after an injury to rest, stay home after the Copa America, have a bunch of time with your family, and come back extremely rested. Especially with our opening ties not being very tough games. I mean, I think for me, I said this. I don't think our I think our first really difficult tie that I'm worried about losing is October against Leicester. Mm-hmm. Until, then, Gosh, I don't I... Really, uh, until then I think they're winnable games. So I think giving him that time to rest is beautiful. But yeah, I'll go to Heya, Net, Sean Wan Bisaka, of course, and I'm gonna agree with you. I think Varon deserves the nod to go partner with Maguire. And I think that just makes it great because we have Lindelof coming off the bench who can come on late and give us a great, you know, give it come come bring them on when they're tired. You know, take either McGuire or Viranoff and maybe the 70th minute, like he loves to do. Massively. And let Lindelof spend 20 minutes pinging balls over the top of everybody. And hoping somebody quick like Sancho or Greenwood gets on the other end of it and gone away and scores. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think midfield. As much as I want to put Donnie in the midfield, and I think he deserves to be in that midfield, I do think he'll be there, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Fred again. Of course, I would love to say McTominay is going to go into the midfield because I think this would be a great game for him.
1: He's out for two months. Of
0: course, yes, he's out. Oh, my God, crying right now. My top three players all injured to start the year with Shaw, Rashford, and McTominay. Of course, if, if anybody does not know and they're watching McTominay, got a groin uh, operation done because he yeah, picked up a little bit of an injury against Leeds. They weren't really sure. They played him 20 minutes against Southampton. He's kind of talked to the physios and gone, I need to get this sorted. And I'm so happy he's done this instead of pulling a Rashford and putting it off for so long that it debilitated him as a player. So we saw that with Rashford last year. It debilitated him a lot as a player. Rashford okay. having that ankle and that shoulder injury. So I think McTominay making a very mature decision at his age, 24, 25, making a very mature decision to listen to the physios and go, yeah, I'm going to get operated. I know I'll miss two months, but it's early season. I'll go under the knife. So I think Matich and Donnie would be who I go. And then, of course, I think I'll share I'll, – I'll agree with you there. I think we'll see Sancho and Pogba on the wings again. And I think Sancho will get his first start. Greenwood up have topped. Has been phenomenal in the first game and even when he switched there after mars showing off in the second game and then of course mr bruno fernandez always going to be at that number 10. yeah it's such a deadly front four and i if think we do, if we do if we do get that i agree
1: i think if we do get the um midfield sign in though i think we may see the end or the phasing out of the 4-2-3-1 the long term i think if we do sign a midfielder before well, tuesday's deadline day yeah before Deadline day, but there's no guarantee. We don't know.
0: I would love to see, for me, I would love to see the 4 3 3 come into play later on and then see Pogba dropped out of that wing position when Rashford comes back. I've said this time and time again my God squad that wins the league and goes far in all the cups and maybe wins another cup is De Gea, Sean Wanwasaka, Veron McGuire, Neves, Camavinga, or Saul. I don't care who the hell it is. Just get me a freaking defensive midfielder. And then give me Pogba and Bruno being able to go forward. And then Rashford, Greenwood, and Sancho up front. Three guys who could play all three forward positions. I think that is one of the most deadly things in football. When you can have three forwards, we saw it with – it reminds me of, as much as I hate saying his name, Tevez, with Rooney and Ronaldo of 2008. Three guys who could play all three forward positions and could cross like this the entire game and not really be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, interchangeable. That's what we interchangeable
0: need. Interchangeable makes... It makes it same it's for the team.
1: same as City. It's the same with Manchester City. It's the same yeah. with Liverpool to a degree as well. They interchange, but it's the two wingers that interchange and Firmino stays in the middle, but he drops back. Yeah. Man City like to freely rotate. and If we can just keep that going, we start, We certainly stand a good chance. I don't mind the 4 two, three, one. I've said it numerous times before. I don't mind it as long as it's not two defensive midfielders. It's one with a box-to-box player beside it to take the ball forward. There's numerous players I'd have in that role, I've said numerous times. I'd like Neuhaus, I'd like Goretzka, that's never gonna happen, which is kinda crap. But we've got Pogba there as well, like like as an option, and it certainly works. But it Neuhaus, just depends on what we Neuhaus go Neuhaus for.
0: mentioned I've agreed with you on this. That's my German team. So as much as it makes me sad because I love him for Borussia Mönchengladbach, mm-hmm. and he's been such a crucial player for us. I also love to see him in United Jersey. I'm okay. a big I'm a big fan,
1: I'm a big fan of Neuhaus, I'm a big fan of Weigel as a defense midfielder as well. So yeah. I would top of a field We talked, uh,
0: talked about liner or Limer from from Leipzig as well, who you're a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I've talked about bringing in a box to boxman field or bringing in someone you know you know very well, which is Kessier from Milan. Love him. I think you know there's so many potential signings here that we could make and would just make this squad be so incredibly dangerous.
1: I just like where we are right now as well, where we are still dangerous, but if we add more to it, we're even more dangerous.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like top. that we're prospect. Not our, we're not at our ceiling yet. We have improvements that can still happen that'll make us better and better and better. I think, honestly, in the end, I'm happy with how we've handled the right-back situation. I think keeping Dallow and not bending over we we've had a, a recent history of bending over for whatever fee a team tells us they want us to buy maguire 80 million fred 50 million you know we've paid a lot of money for some players that we did not it need. looks
1: like we're doing things right and and i like that and I, I, as a united fan that's what we want is you want to see your club dominate the market as much as on the field and we're just going to take it from there so i i wholeheartedly agree with you i wholeheartedly agree
0: yeah we saw sancho who would have been a hundred something million last year end up being 17 million up front this year. And then instead of bending over for Atletico and paying for Trippier, we've gone, ah, doing. We're going to Dallo a Dalo and- chance, yeah. Yeah. And there was the whole thing, of course, with your side with Milan. There's the whole back and forth of is Dallo going to go to Milan? Is he not going to go to Milan? I think if he would have gone, I wouldn't have been too upset. But I'm a lot happier that he stayed and we're saving that money that we would have spent on Trippier. And like I, like you and I have said, we'll say it over and over again. Fans will say it over and over again until we're blue in the face. Save that for a midfielder. Massive. Bring in Neves. Bring in Camavinga. Bring in Saul. All three of those. I think it's funny enough because the one player out of Saul, Neves, and Camavinga that isn't being touted as we're trying to get rid of him is Neves.
1: Yeah. He's Personally, a player
0: where I think the team's not going, we need to get him gone now.
1: You know who I, I personally I would avoid, Camavinga. I would too. I I personally avoid him, and people are going to say, "Why would you say that?" I was like, "It's every time we've men, every time there's been rumors of Camavinga coming up, he's always ready where he wants to play. It's either Spain or for PSG. If yeah. he does not consider United as a, as an option, why should we bother? Would, to if he doesn't us, record,
0: here.
1: Exactly. It's it screams Di Maria two didn't want to come here in the first place, he just wanted PSG, anyways. The ultimate platform, Di Maria, bit of a snake in the grass, but he's a quality player. He, has, he is a quality player, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Like, he is, but he never wanted to come here. And there was a me of-, of the
0: Alexi Sanchez situation, yeah,
1: exactly. Came here,
0: said he loved the club, but in reality, he was always looking elsewhere,
1: yep, and that's the end of it, really. and... If Kamavinga came here, great. That's a top talent for the future, and we can slot him into central midfield and defensively as well, great. If he doesn't want to come here, though, don't force it on him. I would like if we got Vigel from Benfica or Kutminer from Alkmaar or Benaka from Milan, even though it would weaken them a bit. I wouldn't really care. But and at Zachary, least those are
0: For me, Zachary, def- I'd love to get a double of Zachary and Neuhaus from Verschamont and Godbach. Oh, that'd be so fantastic. About, about 60, 70 million, and that secures that midfield completely. Exactly. I'd that have, I'd have normal, as a box world. to box player.
1: I'd have as a box to box player. I like oh, Nikola gosh, as much like, as it won't happen. I want yes. him so bad. I like I like I like Nicola Dorsch. Like Dorsch. He's going to be a future defensive midfielder for Germany. He's a fantastic midfielder. He plays in he plays in uh I think it's Genk or Gent. It's one of those two he plays for, but he's still a solid midfielder. Great. There's so many young players, not just German, I'm a big German fan, but there's so many out there. This team lacks a player, funnily enough, like what Chelsea have. We lack a Jorginho-type player. I that just,
0: I've said this before. I would take Jorginho before I take anybody else from that Chelsea team.
1: He I just would sets not sets him plays Chelsea. the ball, but he can defend. Yeah. And that's he what we sprays.
0: need. He just That's has why Nevis is right. Brilliant passes.
1: Exactly. That's why Nevis is right. If we had gotten a Vigo, that would have been perfect because he had been perfect for this team, but that's never going to happen. Gutted. But if we got if we got a player similar to Jorginho who isn't Jorginho, but is at least a couple of years younger, then that works. And Neves is already suited to the league. Put him in front of the midfield and we've got something because he, he can yeah. defend, but he knows that passable. So it's not a, it doesn't give me any worries at all, but I just don't know if we will sign anybody yeah. for Tuesday's deadline day. I don't know if I we don't will. Think so
0: either. If for me, I'll throw my two names. My two names, Premier League proven, passing ability is great. Defending ability is great is Neves, and then a player who's just came to the league playing for a team that's just been promoted. You've heard me talk about him. Everybody's heard me pretty much talk about him. i featured him and talked about him heavily on my Burnley Transfer Targets episode. I'm moving him up to, I think he could be United level in a year, and that's Frank Onyeka, who's now playing for Brentford, who's come over from FC Midtjylland over in the Danish league and was, at 23 years old, called the best midfielder in the entire Danish league. It is the Danish league, so it's not like we're talking about the French league here or the Spanish team, the Spanish league. But it's one of those, they always are around. In Europa and Champions League, you always see a Danish or a Belgian team sniffing around the Champions League and Europa League. And he was playing for one of the best teams in Danish league and was being touted at 23 as a defensive midfielder, one of the best in the league, if not the best. And he is someone who I've watched film on, I've watched him play, I watched him play for Brentford already this year when he's played, and he's exactly what Nevis is, but at 23. The thing is,
1: Nevis is the exact same. Nevis is the yeah. exact same age, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think, I think both... I, think
1: yeah. suits. I'm, I don't know why we've not done anything on the Saul and the Gez rumors. I think he'd be perfect for us as well, but...
0: I think yeah. Saul's because he's so close to Chelsea.
1: If we don't get him, then that's a player we miss out on, but there's always going to be a player you miss out on. You're never going to get the absolute favorites you want, but... You just move on with what you've got, and if we get some dent, it's set in and it's sitting that position, and it frees up McTominay as a box, the box player in rotation with Pogba in that position as well, or Van de Beek, I don't have a problem with that. But we'll we'll see where it goes from there. We can only go with what we've got. If we don't get a midfielder by Tuesday, then we just run Garner. it. We just run with what we've got, and yep, yeah, Garner's there as well. Um, oh, Garner, wait, no, Garner's.
0: We know Garner's gone back to uh, to I think he's gone back he's to gone. Forward,
1: Yeah. Yeah, he has. He has yeah.
0: To he signed the new contract. He signed Still the new contract.
1: Still got Galbraith, though. Still got Galbraith.
0: Still, Galbraith, I've talked about. Now, if we're talking about people on Twitter that I have a heck of a lot of respect for, do an absolute shift and are extremely brilliant when they talk about United. And that's uh, United Dan MUC Daniel on Twitter, who is pretty much his whole entire Twitter is The Academy. He and I have had discussions about how happy we are to see Galbraith finally being released from his centre back prison of last year and being released at that defensive midfielder position, like he so rightfully deserved and has. That his, his natural position at defensive midfielder. Easily is being released again. He's such a good talent. I like him. I, I, I
1: like the free midfielders that are in the academy, but one of them is obviously up here. Dundee United. That's Daniel uh, Dylan Levitt. Yeah. I like Levitt, I like Garnar, like Galbraith. One of them's one of them's gonna make it. I think as much as i like all three, I think Galbraith's the one that's gonna make it. Yeah. But I like what we've got there. I like Hannibal as a num- as a future number ten for us. Like for the first team, I like Elanga and Shola Shorty as wingers. I like Joe Hugo and Charlie McNeil, strikers, Teddy Menge, um Will Fish, centre backs, I like Kovar, Bishop, goalkeepers layer divine. There's fullbacks, Charlie Savage, a midfielder. Yeah.
0: The Charlie Dan Savage Egg- has been phenomenal. Shout out to to the Savage family for just producing some top quality fucking players. Because you have the dad, Robbie, who was phenomenal in his day, and then you have the son, Charlie. And I've watched him all last year and this year. He's been oh, a yes. left footed midfielder is such a special thing, especially when they're a good player and he's got such great potential. I'll also throw throw in uh Zidane. Zidane. I'll throw in Zidane, Zidane Iqbal, but I'll also throw in uh, Fernandez over at left back. Oh, so yeah. Our only oh, goal, our well, only goal well, against uh, in the cup tie, he's absolute class. Mm-hmm. And of he,
1: course, we've got so many young players in there that are going to come in. Yeah. Like even if they don't make it, they will be. Even if they don't make it, not every young player is going to make it. We know that. But even if they don't make it, this club will do everything absolutely possible to find them a level that suits them. And I'm hoping some of these guys make it in our, in our top team and cement themselves and win stuff. It'd be great, but yeah. there's no guarantees. But the young players we have, there's some very good options there. There's some very good yeah. options. And we'll wait and see. But at the moment, all I can say is I'm proud of our Academy boys and we take I love it. it. I
0: love watching this game. Isak Aaron Hansen. Made a tweet about him a while ago. He got caught. Call- I said it's like it's my sky is blue call of the day was him being called to the Norway under sixteens or under eighteens. Because when you have a player, Jaland, which is of course, we know Holland's cousin, who's a very good player in his own right, says the best player I've ever played against is Isak Aaron Hansen, who now plays in the Academy for Us. You know, that's that's a pretty good praise. And from mm-hmm. what I've seen, him and Charlie Savage together last year in the under-18s was a phenomenal pairing. He's another player I don't think is talked about enough, but be be ready for him to be in the U23s either at the end of this year or next year and start putting the world on notice. I he agree. Might, he is my person to break into the first team by the time he's 19.
1: He certainly could. He certainly could, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. There is one player I'm gutted that didn't make it for us, and obviously he was released at the end of last season. He's now moved back to Spain. That's Arno As yeah. I always I always believed, and you you know this because I've said it yeah. a few times, I believe Pugmal was a natural replacement for Juan Mata. The type of player that he is, I, I just think he is. But The IQ is very high. But he's, but he's gone back to Spain, and I wish him well in Spain. So if he the comes back, there, Gomez. And,
0: Going back to sorry. France, I was not super happy to see him leave. I wasn't happy to see Pugmal leave. I think there are two players that we're gonna regret letting go down the line. But of course yeah, Gomez, we go. made that
1: Gomez, we made in the end, I think we made the right decision. I wanted him to succeed, but his like the fact that he he felt he demanded more money than what he was making to stay. I'm like yeah. you hadn't you didn't earn it. I'm sorry, but no, you did not.
0: He didn't and, take his chances. Yeah. I was, and, I was, him, his no. He didn't deserve to stay with his attitude. I kind of reminds me of Memphis Depay. Mm-hmm. He had that potential to be such a great player if his attitude was correct.
1: If it was, yeah. It's just a shame that he felt – his comments about Mata and Lingard, about like – well, not specifically those two, but there was players in his position that he felt he should be getting more minutes ahead of. You need to you need to earn it. It's not, it's not just deserved, but he did deserve more games. It was a bit crap when him and Chong were here and – they were playing only like one game like every few months and then it wasn't a particularly great performance. And then
0: you didn't see him again. Were...
1: Exactly. I think if they got more time, they would have suited. I thought, I thought he would have been great for us, but
0: I think Sean wing... being off at Birmingham city, I think finally giving him a chance to really prove himself in an English league was such a crucial thing for him this year. He's 22, almost 23. Now I think he even might be 23 already. Yeah. It's getting to an age where you need to be ready to get into this first team or else you're gonna to need to be moved on.
1: I think I think fun I have always wanted Chong to make it, but I don't think he's gonna make it in my United. I think I think, I think I think Birmingham City might actually make a permanent position for him in the end of the will. season. And if he does, I'm all right with that. I think yeah, I think
0: that's a great move he's for him career wise. I just don't think he's a United player. You need to for our Academy, it's been very much noticed you need to be ready to make that first team jump by the time you hit about twenty one. Mm -hmm. If you aren't at that ability or if you don't have the attitude, you're going to be moved on. We've seen it happen with plenty of players. We saw it happen with Fosu Mensah, was moved on because he got to 23-24 and just was never there, was moved on. We saw it with, you know, so many players down the line. You do not make it to a point where you're ready to come play for us as a main United First Team player by the 21-22, you will be moved.
1: Yeah, and not everyone's going to make it as a young player, but it's not a problem. You're not going to make it, Man United. but You can make it another club. That's not yeah. a, that's not a problem, and we we'll see. we can
0: count as we made that player, and that's been something that's been great. Yes. You know, if you're a Barcelona or you're Man United fan, the our academies have made most of the of the really good talent around the world.
1: Exactly, and that's not that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I look at our future, like what our future lineup could contain, and I think I'm looking at Menge, Hannibal, Shorter as three players are going to be stapled in to the the eleven. Maybe Alanga, don't know, but there's at least three or four that could go in straight away. Zidane will be Zidane could be there. Charlie Savage, um, Hugo McNeil, two not two no, number nines competing. Hugo needs to
0: get bigger, and so does McNeil. I will say they that I think they, both they, need they to they get do. bigger. Alonzo's they done, done a great job of that. Alonzo's done a great job of really pulling a, a Greenwood and getting big and showing yeah. that he really wants to get to get into the team. But with that, uh, I think we've hit the hour mark here. So. I will say thank you for watching to everybody. We hope you've really enjoyed this episode as much as we have. I know I've had a blast shooting this first episode, being able to – Reese, I love always talking with you, and of course we'll talk in a bit as well on Rich's channel. It's always so much fun having you on and being able to talk with you about United. You're a dude who I massively respect IQ-wise, just banter-wise as well, talking with and <laughs> speaking on football.
1: Thanks very I'm much, man.
0: Yeah, so the links, of course, for Reese and for myself as well will be down in the descriptions. If you're new to our channel, like I said, please hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate every single one. Make sure you won't miss a single video. Like it if you enjoyed it. And, of course, go check out the brand new merch in the description below. We will see you next week for next week's episode. Cheers.